Hi, you're listening to Kate and Catherine. And we're going to show you how to find your Prince Charming so that you can finally live happily ever after <laughs> forever and ever. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. We are definitely not going to do that. We are sick of that story and it's a lie. It is a lie. You're listening to The New Truth, a modern woman's guide to extraordinary love. We are going to show you how the fairy tale love story stops you from experiencing the love you truly desire. Listen to hear how to break free from sacrifice and struggle in relationship. And learn the new truth about love in a way that you've never heard it before. We're so happy you're here. Keep listening. Welcome back to the New Truth Podcast. And today, Kate and I are so excited to interview Amy Pomensky. Amy, thank you for being here with us. Yay, I'm so excited to be here with you guys today. Kate and I met Amy at a event in January, and then Amy interviewed us on her epic podcast called The Feminine Frequency. So make sure you go run over to listen to what she's got going on on that podcast. And through that, we heard such a really extraordinary story. And Amy, we can't wait to hear you share your truth today and dive into the truth about feminine energy and confidence. So Amy is a speaker, mindset coach, and facilitator. She has supported hundreds of women to overcome self-doubt and create unshakable confidence. Her mission is to empower women to create a life filled with passion, purpose, and joy. Amy uses her signature Discover Your Confidence methodology to support women to break through their fears, listen to their intuition, and confidently take action toward their dreams. Woo, woo! Ooh, that's what I do. love it. I'm so love happy it. to have you here. I'm in love with this woman. We met, when was it, like three months ago? January. Only three months. Our relationship like, feels like it's been so much longer. I know. Like such a soul sister, for sure. We've had past lives together. And I love how we met because Amy and I met, like we were at this workshop together. The three of us were at this workshop. And I stared at Amy all weekend. Like I couldn't take my eyes off her. I'm like, whoa, this woman is so beautiful. And in such a mesmerizing way, like beauty you know, not just the surface, but like I could just feel her. And mm -hmm. so the very end of the workshop, when everyone was saying bye, I went up to her and just said, you are so beautiful. And she was like, who, me? Which is my favorite response because it's like so humble. You know, some, some women you compliment and they're like, uh-huh, like that I know or whatever. Um, it was so, so nice and uh, just felt this magic spark between us. And then I happened to be in San Diego like less than a month later at another course and we went for dinner and I just am so we did a Spice Girls sing along on Instagram that <laughs> night and just like yeah totally in love with you and your soul and your work and what you're up to in the world so I'm thrilled to have you on the podcast and share you with our our ladies thank you yeah I'd love to share something around that around when you came up to me and shared that compliment and it was really beautiful because that weekend specifically I had like embodied this next level of growth or this next level of confidence within myself and that whole weekend I was just feeling so grounded and also so light so it was this this mm. next level of that and 
because of that, I was actually being seen by women that I'm not usually seen by. And it's really interesting how that can happen. And I was having that aha and realization and it was really beautiful. It was like now that like my frequency was in that space, that next evolution. And I've been through evolutions like this before, but it was so clear. And so it's such a gift and an honor to be seen by you and how you show up in the world is super inspiring to me. And yeah, it just feels like that next level of growth was there that weekend. So thank you. Thank you. For yeah. Seeing and it, you're, it's such a depiction of you walking your talk. Like there is, cause that's what it was. It was like, a, I felt mm -hmm. a pull to you and I had to go up and talk to you. Like you were the first person. As soon as she said the event was over, I was like, Oh, I have to go talk to that woman. And I just felt this energetic, like pull and that's what you teach. So how freaking mm -hmm. amazing is that? And I, I believe that all women are radiantly beautiful when we turn ourselves on and we awaken who we really are. And so I'm so excited with what you're going to share today and your expertise and how women can really step into that frequency that is totally magnetic. Mm, thank you. Yeah, I'm excited to share. Well, why don't we start with what is the feminine frequency? Good yeah, question. So the feminine frequency is technically two terms that I've kind of like combined together for the podcast name, but also the essence of what I believe is like the most magnetic energy that women can embody. So the term feminine can be taken in so many different ways. And so I'll start by sharing like my experience of what feminine energy is and feminine energy lives within men and women in on the podcast. I really express about women accessing more of their feminine energy, but it's not so much of like a feminist movement per se, but more of like, what does that feel like when you're in flow, when you're connected to your intuition, when you're embodied instead of in your mind all the time, when you surrender and let go and allow things to flow. So that's the feminine energy that we're looking at. And then the frequency is the energy alignment to be able to attract what you desire in your life. So frequency is your own energy um, frequency can also be described at like the pace or the speed that something is moving. And when you're in alignment, when you are connected to your heart and your soul, when you're in your highest alignment, then your frequency is going to be really fast. And mm -hmm. that high vibrational frequency will then attract love, will then attract money, will then attract friendship, will then attract just like a ton of support. There's so many beautiful things that can happen from that space. So instead of where a lot of people try and say, okay, I want that. I want that. I want that focusing on what they want. I really start by focusing on what is your frequency? What is your alignment? How are you feeling within? And are you connected to that? And when you're connected to that, you're mag you're, you're magnetic, mm -hmm. like you become magnetic. So um, the feminine Love frequency that. is also about that you don't have to do so much and try so hard and be in the masculine, which is a lot of doing and going and trying and hustling. And it is a it is having both. So having the masculine and feminine is so important. And I talk about the integration of those, but what, I, what I'm really talking about is like when you're allowing for more flow and grace in your life, then you can attract so much faster. Like it happens so much faster and it feels easy. Even if you're working, even if you're doing something, it feels easy instead of like you're constantly in resistance all the time. Mm. 
I love that so much. It's, it, 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 it reminds me of, I often talk about little kids as our greatest role models, but little kids that are just like in that, in the moment, in the, you know, following their intuition, fully in their bodies, not in their minds, not in their heads. And they're just so magnetic. Like mm-hmm. they're irresistible, right? Like uh, puppies too, you know, it's like, <laughs> there's that magnetism. T- and th- so that's really all of our birthright, but we veer so far away from it because of the system we're plugged into and, and what we're taught. We get, we learn to, to move away from that as opposed to really own it. So I love, love that. Love. Mm-hmm. So beautiful. And what's, what's like, I'd love to hear the most re- a recent, like powerful experience of when you just were tapped in to that magnetic thing, like maybe something you've manifested recently that you're just so jazzed about any story you'd love to share? Yeah, there's a couple that come to mind. Um, the first one was when I was currently planning on moving. So I had already um, scheduled to move. And this was during the time of quarantine. Prior to quarantine, I had already manifested a really beautiful two-bedroom apartment in San mm. Diego in this area called Encinitas that I love. And I was moving in with my boyfriend and we had manifested this place. And I gave my 30 days, 30 day notice at my place. And um, I started to get afraid because the woman who was living in this new place was couldn't move anymore for because of just logistics wise during quarantine. And so I was like, oh my God, I already gave my 30 day notice. My property management company are like a pain in the butt. So that's mm-hmm. probably not going to change. And <laughs> I was like, what are we going to do? And instead of freaking out, I chose to surrender and was like, okay, something will work out. Like we'll figure this out. And we ended up being able to stay in a space right now that is rent free. It's a beautiful two bedroom place. And we'll still be able to, we'll still be able to move into this next space when this, you know, passes through. So, um, Mm. yeah, like just, I feel like this space is such a, um, a space for creativity. A lot has come through for me here. And when I talk about manifestation, I talk about like creation too, like, that creative energy that flows through when you're out of your way, when you're out of resistance and I have a workshop that came through, like the name came through during a meditation and I shared it and it's just like filling really easily. It feels in flow. It feels really exciting. I'm not like nervous about it. And that's also the energy of manifestation of when things just like ideas flow through really quickly and really easily. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to like map out and like strategize and try so hard. Like, what am I going to teach about? And I was just like, here, this is what yeah. you're going to teach about. Yeah. I love it. I, I didn't know it was free. Like that is next level. I said, my best friend wants to move because of the roofers on her that she wasn't warned about. There's roofers making tons of noise and she feels like she's going crazy. Like this is the worst time to start a roofing project. And they say it's going to be three months. And I said to her, what if you manifest a, a free place? Like what she feels this pressure to move. And I said, what what if the what if you just manifest a free place like that that mm. is so amazing during this time like just yeah. this perfect cushy transition and the place you're in is beautiful and yeah and i love i love the manifesting like how our mind like works so hard to try and figure things out and how we can just stop and pause and go in and it's right there so mm-hmm. beautiful very cool yeah And it takes, I mean, I'm listening to you and thinking even everything we stand for in the new truth, what it takes to get 
to that level. So you've been saying, you know, next level self, next level awareness, and women are at all different stages listening to our podcast. Like some of these um, words and teachings are like, so, oh, I'm already living in that space. Totally get it. And some women are listening like, what the F? Like, how do I get there? I'm someone who's had to work incredibly hard to unlearn and disentangle from work hard, play hard, right? You have to hustle. You have to work really hard to make anything happen for yourself. And even learning about feminine energy or manifestation felt like light years ahead of where I've been. And so I'd love, not necessarily like, when were you born, Amy? And like, start from the beginning. But like, let's do the like, where, you know, how have you come into being who you are? And like, how did you follow your truth? Because on the, on our podcast, or when you interviewed us, you talked about leaving a marriage, you know, and, and what it took to do that. And so I'd love, totally trust your heart to do it from wherever you want to begin but there's something so powerful because we're we're looking at you on the screen. I, I I don't know if you remember I came up to you and told you you were beautiful too that weekend <laughs> and that you were magnetic before. I don't know. It wasn't near the end of the workshop, but it was just so beautiful to hear you say, well, this is where I was that weekend. And then here yeah. was the reflection. But like, yeah, like where where are you coming from? Like what were the things that you had to unlearn and disentangle from in order to now bloom into this gorgeous, radiant, magnetic creature <laughs> that you that you are? Ah, so much love coming my way. <laughs> I'll receive. I'll take a few breaths and receive. Okay. Yeah. So um I wanna share that. I have a daily practice and it's not the same every day, but like in order to maintain the radiance and to come back to the radiance, like, let's just be real. I was on the floor crying last night. Okay. Yeah. So like, mm -hmm. let's just like paint this picture that in order to have the radiance, like it does take commitment. It takes yes. practice and the radiance comes from me being connected to my highest self, but it definitely wasn't always like that. And I didn't have a spiritual connection. I didn't have a spiritual practice until, um, I would say about four years ago, which was the time where I was contemplating my marriage, where I felt really lost. I had struggled with depression in the past. So going throughout high school, I've always been really hard on myself. I've mm -hmm. been a lot in self-doubt and comparison and just like that not good enough conversation for as long as I can remember. I remember even in middle school, my mom was like, why are you so hard on yourself? And mm -hmm. someone can say that to you, but if you don't know how to not be hard on yourself, it's, you know, it's a different right. <laughs> the conversations that I was having in my head were creating a lot of depression and anxiety. And, um, also I believe that a lot of that was because I wasn't, I didn't know what my truth was. I didn't know what made me happy. I didn't know who I was. I didn't know what I, what I wanted in my life. And so it came from a sense of disconnection of, of, being not being happy because I didn't even inquire what that was. I didn't know what my truth was. So um, I met my ex-husband uh, when I was 23 years old. And at that time I had just started my business. I had just moved back to San Diego and he was probably the nicest man I've ever dated ever. Mm -hmm. Like it, it was something that was like so beautiful and we had a really deep friendship and he really fit, like hit all the boxes of what you would want in a partner, like someone who's kind and caring and like who really like took me out on dates. And, um, you know, like he did 
did like deeply caring. And so it felt comfortable and it felt safe. And growing up, my parents and like the community that I grew in, grew up in, I come from a Jewish family and I went to a Jewish high school and the conversation around dating had always been that the expectation was that I was going to marry someone Jewish. And, um, Mm. so here I am, I come back to San Diego I meet this man, like, you know, someone who I can actually relate to who's Jewish. And, and I felt, you know, seen and I, you know, fell in love and really fell in love with the life that I thought that we were supposed to be creating. And I had this view of just like anyone else. And it, it, it was very subconscious. It wasn't like I had been dreaming about my wedding day and had my Pinterest board and all that. But I had this idea that, you know, like, what I was meant to do and and what the next step was, was to get married and we bought a house and we, we had a dog and we had everything that you see on paper as like successful or that you're taught. Right. And inside my inside did not match my outside. And a lot of people didn't know what was going on inside. And a big part of it was that I didn't know what was making me unhappy. I didn't have the tools to figure that out. It, they were very much blind spots for me. And a lot of it was just very much blaming on other things and not really being willing to look within. And it took a lot of soul searching of like searching for my happiness, going to therapists, reading books, going to workshops. If there's one thing for sure, like I'm a student of life, I love learning. And I just delved super deep in and I remember getting to this place, making myself so wrong, being like, oh, you just think the grass is always greener. You think that if you leave this marriage and if you live somewhere else, that things are going to be better. And I would tell myself, like, why can't you just be happy? And a very big sense of like fear of disappointing literally everyone in my life. So fear of disappointing my parents who were so proud and so um, connected to my life, the life that I created, uh, disappointing people that I loved, including my ex-husband, um, disappointing his family, disappointing everyone that I knew and feeling like if I did this, that I would be alone and that I didn't know what that would look like. And, um, I remember pretty much exhausting all of my options, like therapy, spiritual coaching. Like I did everything. And there was this one night where I was sitting in the bathtub and I just like gave up. I was just like, I wouldn't say gave up. It was surrendered. It was just like, Hey, I've literally tried everything. Like it was the first time that I ever asked God, the universe, like, Hey, whoever's there. Hey, hello me. Yeah. Um, I've tried everything. Like, please show me a sign. Like, please help me. Like, I don't know what else to do. And, um, that really opened up a lot for me. It was the first time Mm -hmm. where I really just like saw that there is a greater plan for me. And maybe there's a reason why I was feeling this way. And from that moment, I started to get a lot of signs. I dove deeper into my spiritual practices, started meditating on a daily basis, started journaling, asking myself the questions and Mm -hmm. started to listen to my intuition, build my confidence, build my self-trust, build my self-love, really stand in my self-worth and was able to get to a place where I was so clear that that was what I needed to do. And I was so clear that I could do it with love. Mm -hmm. That no matter how everyone else responded, that like I had come to a place within me that I didn't have resentment. I didn't have blame. I wasn't angry. Like I was super grateful. And I knew that it was going to be painful for, for everyone. And just like holding that space of love of like, this doesn't mean that I'm a bad person. It doesn't mean I don't care. It doesn't mean there's something wrong with me, but like 
I love myself enough to make this choice. And, you know, so much opened up after that. I, everything started like my business. I completely transitioned. I all of a sudden had like groups of women who wanted to work with me. Um, I, I found a beautiful space. I lived in an amazing area in San Diego, um, found an incredible roommate. Um, and it wasn't easy. Like the divorce process was not easy. And, you know, it, that's what it took to create the relationship I have now, the business that I have now. And, most importantly, like not the outside things that are so important of what I have, but who I am and how I feel within myself on a daily basis. So that's kind of like a piece of my journey. And, um, it, that would definitely be like the most challenging thing I've ever done in my entire life. It was the first time where I chose myself Mm. versus choosing what other people wanted for me. So beautiful. It reminds me of the, um, as you're speaking, there's things that you said that remind me of Elizabeth Gilbert's journey, like in the movie anyways, the way they depicted it. There was that moment where she prayed to God and she said, I'm sorry, I've never talked to you before, but I need your help. (laughs) And then then she got led Mm -hmm. on that journey of eat, pray, love. And uh, just reminded me of a quote I read on another episode where she's talking about um, being at an event with Cheryl Strayed. Did you ever read that and she's they're talking about how there's still only one place for women to be and that's married with kids if you don't have kids it better be because you can't nothing else is acceptable and at the end she talks about how your life is yours and your life does not belong to the people other people in your life like it doesn't belong to our cultural conditioning to the media to our family and friends your life is yours move deeper into it Mm -hmm. and this is everything you shared is so beautiful it's like that is what the new truth is is learning how you know there's so much innocence in us going into decisions and making decisions based on the checklist and what we've been taught to have because that's all we know And then one day you wake up and realize, holy shit, like I'm not even playing the leading role in my own story. My, my movie is about everybody but me. And yeah, just so beautifully Mm -hmm. illustrated, taking your power back. And it's not about the other person. It's not about the marriage. It's about you and what your soul was ready to experience. And even going through the painful agony of divorce, and I know divorce has so many more layers of complexity to than than to a breakup and breakups are painful enough. Um, And so I like that, even that piece, you know, was all a part of your journey that led you to the confident, powerful woman that you are today, because in standing for your truth and in being willing to walk through the fire, meaning like all the people that are like, don't do it, that he's a nice guy. He's, you'll never find a guy that loves you like this. Like all the people, the crabs in the bucket that try and pull you back in that, like when you keep walking and you feel, you know, the pain and you feel your feelings as, as you move, but you, you're willing to walk the path of your own life for you, the whole world opens up, right? That's mm-hmm. why you're where you are. That's why you've landed, you know, being a leader and a teacher and a, and a, a mentor to women in this way. And it's so beautiful. It's so freaking aligned with everything. So Thank Mm -hmm. you for sharing your story. Yeah. The first time I listened to your guys' podcast, I was like, even just the intro, I was like, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And, and 
what you said, like, I remember a distinct moment after one meditation where I was like worrying about everyone else and being like beating myself up. And I was like, wait, am I going to keep trying to make them happy or am I going to allow myself to be happy? Because them being happy with the illusion of like mm-hmm. what they want for me doesn't actually make them happy. They'll, they'll get over it. They'll keep yeah. living their lives, but I'm going to be the one who's not happy mm-hmm. for the rest of my life. So yes. that distinct moment was a big one for me. Mm-hmm. Especially I, I, as a people pleaser. Yes. <laughs> yes. We're all, I mean, the old paradigm patriarchal culture, it's like breeding women, people pleasing machines, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like that, that, that's it. And men No, I have never met a man who's go, who actually thinks about other people first. Practices. What do I want? What kind of life do I want to lead? You know, there's all these all this research on like women never ask for raises, but men do all the time, right? And I there's so much I appreciated about your story. The couple of things I want to just really highlight: the first being that you have a daily practice, and. Kate and I have an episode about self-love where we essentially say when everyone thinks about self-love, they teach it as if it's an arrival point rather than, or even when we think about confidence, I'm sure this will come up when we talk about confidence and it's just like, oh, I arrive at confident women rather than there are things I do each day to connect me with who I am, to connect me with that flow, to connect me with the truth of who I am that then set me up to feel the way I want to feel each day. And the reason I wanted to highlight this is because if we're really talking about moving out of the princess old paradigm mentality into queen, right? Queens do what they need to do to be happy every day and in flow. Princesses is save me, rescue me. All I need is the perfect person or the perfect situation. And then I'm all set and I don't actually have to work or be a grown up. The other thing that really moved me, and I don't even know if you realized, well, you probably realized you were saying it when you said it, but this comment you said, oh, all the things you think you would want in a partner. And I like circled it on my paper because I was like, wow, like, right, like here it is. The new truth is about that every woman's story is different and the things that make you happy might be different than everybody else. The things that you might want in a partner might be different than everybody else. This is why whenever we're teaching or doing like dating profile work, it's like, do not write that you want a kind, confident, loving person. Like, give me a freaking break. Like, that's what everybody wants. That's what everyone's freaking dating profile says and that you love to travel. That's what everyone's profile says. Stop writing that. And what it takes to do the work to design a life for yourself, it's work. Like, that's what I've actually really appreciated the way you've been sharing so far and and why the story is so important, right? Like, here's where I've come from. Here's what I'm doing every single day. And I'd love to dive a little deeper into what it actually looks like. So you, you say in your, in your bio, and you talked a lot about the de- self-doubt um, that you worked through and, and brought you to your intuition. Say a little more about what does it mean for a woman to trust her intuition? Like, what does that actually look like for you? And then maybe Kate and I can share what it looks like for us because that's a daily practice too but like Mm -hmm. how how does a woman even begin that process beautiful yeah so um intuition is an inner guide that we are all born with it's like in our dna it's in our soul and when we're younger we look to other people for guidance because we're new in this 
physical plane in this human world. And it's like, how do I do this thing? So we automatically outsource the guidance to other people. Mm -hmm. And as children, that makes sense. However, if you have conscious parenting, parents will start to ask the children questions like, how does that feel? What do you want? And like start to have them do a little reflection. Obviously there's a huge role that parenting plays and there's a reason for it. And when there's not that consciousness, we're just outsourcing, like show me what to do. And so we come from that lens and throughout our lives, we look to other people for validation, for approval, for telling us, should I do this? Should I not do this? And over that time, we chip away at our trust within ourselves. Mm -hmm. So intuition, like listening to your intuition is one thing. Trusting your intuition is another thing. And then taking action on that is another thing. So the first part about listening to your intuition, people miss because we're so afraid of what we're going to find if we just slow down. We're like, wait, if I slow down, that means I might have to change something about my life, which means that I, I might lose the things that I have right now. And what I'm gonna to say to that is that that means that you're going to be happier because you're going to leave behind the things that are not in alignment for you, right. that are keeping you stuck. So the first step is listening, which for all of my clients who have tried meditation in the past, we get to a space where they actually do a self-reflection practice every single day to come back to that space of love, to come back to that space of trust within themselves. Mm -hmm. So the listening is the first part. The next part is the trusting. And the way that I teach this is to really take a step-by-step, -step, like slowly start to trust yourself with your intuition. Try it risk-free. So do like, Try your intuition out on what do I feel like eating today? So instead of like, I need to eat lunch at this time, or I need to eat this type of meal for lunch, like, what do I feel like eating today? And see mm -hmm. how you feel later. If you feel really good later, that means that that was what you get to follow. And if you didn't feel good, then you get to listen to that too. And so intuition is about, trusting your intuition is like, okay, does that feel light or heavy in my body? Does that feel good or bad? And that's a practice that you start to see, like, what does that feel like in my body, not just in my mind, because intuition's in the body. And then the third step, the inspired action, is once you know that, then it's like, what are the clear steps to take? And am I willing to step over the edge and believe, this is where faith comes in, believe that there is something greater and that I'm going to be caught by the universe when I leap? And more often than not, when actually I'll say 1000% of the time, whenever someone is truly following their intuition, when they step off the, the edge of the cliff of like the thing that scares them the most, not only do they leap, but they fly because mm. you can't even imagine what's going to happen in your life when you finally start to listen to yourself and finally start to trust your intuition. Cause you've never had that before. You've only had the proof that like, when you do things that other people don't want you to do because that's their opinion that you're going to fail or they're going to be mad at you or judge you. So that's the only proof that you have. So that evolution of intuition um, is the pathway. But for me, what intuition feels like is like, does this feel good? Like, does this feel light? Does this feel good? Um, and it's not going to feel good all the time because if you're not following your intuition, then it's going to tell you like to push you back on path by telling you like, Hey, something's off. Like something doesn't feel right. Can I ask a question related to yeah. intuition and your story? <laughs> uh -huh. So like when, when you, when your partner proposed to you, your, your former husband proposed to you when he, when you got married, 
was your intuition because what happens like we talk a lot about the truth is in our bodies and it's a feeling and then our minds will talk like our minds could be the greatest lawyers in the world they'll talk they'll Mm -hmm. build a case around why every no should be a yes and every yes should be a no and so I have I think I shared with you at dinner that night I have so many clients and women I've worked with over the years who have been who are divorced now and who knew on their wedding day or they knew when he proposed they knew when they were planning the wedding, they just had this sick feeling, but they didn't know what it was because nobody teaches us to listen to that. And so they just listen to the voice in their head that's like, oh, you're 30, you've got to get married. That's what you're supposed to do. Oh, you don't want to let him down. You don't want to hurt him. You don't want to let them down. All these stories and reasons that the mind or saboteur in my speak comes up with to to have us walk the path that we're supposed to walk as opposed to following our own truth. And so that to me is intuition, is learning how to listen to our truth and trust it, even though it doesn't come with, it doesn't necessarily make sense. And so when you were getting married, what was, was that there? Do you remember having a feeling in your body or what was that like for you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, This is the first time that I've shared this like publicly. And the reason why Mm -hmm. I think this is like the next layer of like, feeling bad, like feeling bad. And to be honest, if I knew better, I would have done it differently, you know, potentially. I mean, I think this is the path that I was meant to be on. I was meant to be married. I was meant to go through that. But, um, you know, for me, for the first like few years, I told you, I fell in love with him. I fell in love with the life that we were creating. I, I thought that's what I wanted, like all 100% all in. Yes. And I even thought that I wanted to get engaged. And it was actually in between the time that we had had a conversation of wanting to get engaged to the time that he proposed where I started to get like a really weird feeling. I started to get like have different experiences and I had even vocalized it and shared that. But Mm -hmm. obviously like the path was what it was meant to be. And um, I knew even when he proposed was like this moment of like, oh shit, like we had a conversation, but we didn't actually come to terms in agreement that like this right now is what's best for us right now. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. in that, even in that, knowing that I still said yes. Mm-hmm. And I still, and he still asked me, even though there was, you know, not this clear understanding. And I think that happens so much like men go wedding band shopping on their own or wedding ring shop on their own. And like the woman doesn't even know great surprise. And also like, wouldn't it be awesome if everyone was like truly on the same page and yeah, yeah, um, we've never talked about that, how that gets so romanticized, but shouldn't that be a really big conversation that you should have beforehand? Well, the the reason we don't is inside the old paradigm, women have no power. And if we even zoom out to just dating, we, we've actually been getting questions from people and, and most of the crap around dating culture right now is like, is it too soon to bring up XYZ in the early stages of dating? Like, I don't want to scare someone away, blah, 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 blah. We actually are not taught empowered relationship is I better be able to have difficult conversations because inside the romanticism of relationship there's actually no real room for accountability and transparency. Like it is, I'm playing the role of wife. You play the role of husband. No one's ever actually checking in on whether or not what I'm feeling is okay. Because God forbid in in true love, you disagree. God forbid you don't want the same things. And then would actually have to navigate what that looks like for you each to be happy. Because under the 
old paradigm, it's that idea that we're always going to want the same things. We're always going to want to have sex at the same time. We're never going to disagree. We're never going to fight. And then there's the fairy tale and, and women are bred to not, I mean, we're bred really in, in, in patriarchal conditioning. Like we're supposed to follow a certain set of rules. And, and I so appreciate that you asked that Kate and, and Amy for you to share your story. Cause I think a lot of it, I mean, what you were sharing is so beautiful of the, I didn't know what I didn't know. And I think that so many women, it's like, we have to just give ourselves the grace of what we're not taught, what didn't get to happen for us, and then what it takes to actually cross into the revolution of self-love and choosing a life for yourself. I was actually saying to Kate the other day that in the shower this week, I, I had my a little voice that just was like, the only way you are able to stop people pleasing is when you understand that you will never please anyone because there is a little bit of fantasy thinking for the people pleasing, you know, recovery around that, like you'll one day it'll be fine no matter what, rather than the realization that there will be people who are upset. There will be people who are angry. There will be people who don't like what I'm doing always, all ways that will happen and the slow healing and and the slow recovery of it is will i will i care about myself love myself enough to make my life my own and then and then be okay with that fact that there are people who won't like what i do people who won't like me people who will be disappointed like the only way you can have healthy boundaries is when you're willing to disappoint other people. And so I love, this is feeling like this real truth telling of what actually happens when you step forward. And then with that said, I imagine, because this is my experience, my confidence builds the more I take action on my intuition. Like there's a direct correlation between feeling crappy and shitty about myself when I ignore my intuition and then I fall right into the beating myself up versus when I take action on my intuition, I feel more confident, feel more love for myself. Like that's kind of the paradox. Like, cause we all know what it feels like when you don't follow your intuition. I had, I was crying last night too, from, from almost, I stopped myself from ignoring my intuition, but I, I actually had a lot of grief over what would have happened if I had said yes to something that really was a no for me. So where do you, are you, has that been your experience on the more I take action on my intuition, that's where confidence builds or where would you say myths about confidence fall in? Yeah. I've been thinking about that a lot lately, especially as I dive deeper into like the work around confidence um, and being able to like break it down into a way that is teachable to other women because there's like the word confidence, but then it's like, okay, what does that journey and pathway look like? And I do think that part of confidence is taking action because you are going to build your confidence when you show yourself that you can do it. And also before that, there's like a pre-phase of like, in order to have confidence, you have to build up the self-trust and the self-love and the self-worth in order to take action. Mm -hmm. If you don't believe that you deserve full happiness and that you don't deserve like everything that you want, you're not going to take action. If you don't believe that you are worthy of that, or if you don't um, love yourself enough to be like, I like, 
I get to be happy. I put my happiness first. Like that has to happen first. So yes, I do think that there's a space of like developing confidence. And I really love what you said about challenging conversations because what I learned the most in that marriage was that not speaking my truth was the most unloving thing that I could possibly have done for either of us. Because I feel like spoken word poetry. <laughs> like yeah. I'm supposed to snap when somebody says something great. <laughs> yeah, because it's yeah. like it's like then they don't know what they can do. You don't know what you can do, mm-hmm. and you can't even work on it because it's like your secret thing yes. that you're unhappy with. And there were reasons why I didn't share. I didn't share because I didn't feel safe to share. I thought it was going to try to be fixed or that um, it was uh, going to be, you know, um, yeah, just feel like someone's going to try and fix it versus be like, this is how I actually feel. Like, let's yeah. work through that together um, or, or making it about the other person. So mm-hmm. yeah, right now, my favorite thing in my relationship relationship, it's the hardest thing ever. And it's also the thing that I trust myself the most with is that if I feel inkling wise, like there's something off in our connection, in our energy, in like our habits and stuff, like I can't not say something. And when every single time I do, because I do it from a loving space, I don't do it from a place of blaming. I take ownership. I also like just admit like, Hey, something feels off it's uncomfortable every time. And every single time I do that, our connection grows and Mm -hmm. he trusts me more and I trust me more. And this is with girlfriends too. Like if something feels off, if someone like, you know, isn't showing up and you know, I'll share like, Hey, that kind of hurt my feelings or like my feelings were hurt and here's why. And then they can share why they weren't able to show up. And then we have this beautiful conversation and they're like, Hey, I trust you so much to tell, to tell me how you feel because everyone's wearing masks. Otherwise it's like a lie. It's like this fake friendship where it's inauthentic. Yeah. Mm. We just got a bunch of fake robots walking around, fake (laughs) zombie robots walking around pretending, living pretend lives because that's the conditioned life, right? The conditioned life, conditioned mind, conditioned self versus being who we really are. And that's what true intimacy is into me. You see letting people in and actually it, it, I always think of this. I lead retreats as you know, in Greece. And I, I mean, I do, I've done workshops for many, many, many years and how in the beginning of every workshop I've ever led the women and men are terrified, you know, more, I'd say more women than men are terrified, but terrified to share themselves, terrified to let their guards down, terrified to be vulnerable and real. And yet when they're in the middle of their mess, like every time a woman has broken down at the immersion and she is sharing something so raw and that I've Mm -hmm. had clients share things at the immersion that they've never told another human in their life. And it comes out and they share it and they're a mess on the floor. And what it actually does is brings everyone way closer. And every single time, everyone in the room all of a sudden feels like they have a deeper relationship with this person. Whereas our minds tell us to hold back our feelings and hold back our truth because we don't want to let other people down. We don't want to hurt people. We, But when you let out who you really are and your truth and your mess, that's, that's, when, we re, that's when we're relatable and that's what brings humans closer so it's the it's counterintuitive it's the opposite of what our mind will tell us will happen that's where you build that beautiful connection Mm -hmm. so i love that so much and i also just want to go back to talking about you following your intuition and building this piece around self-trust how when we follow our intuition in my experience and i'm imagining this is true for you too 
it's terrifying. It, you know, and over time, like big decisions still in my experience are terrifying. Smaller decisions get easier. Um, we get, it, it, it gets easier to follow your trust. The more you, the, your intuition, the more you follow it, your trust grows and grows and grows, but it's scary because the mind is so convincing. And so to leave that job or to leave that relationship or to leave that friendship or to stop eating gluten or whatever the thing is that the intuition is, is calling for us to do moving through that fear is what builds the self-trust and what builds mm-hmm. the confidence. So I'm imagining that you, like when you had the courage, core, heart, core in French means heart. Mm-hmm. When you had the courage to follow your heart and your truth and your intuition in your marriage, that's when you like on the other side of it, it's like, oh yeah, I can actually trust that little whisper inside that feeling inside. So that's how we build it. Um, is that, was that your experience? Like, did you feel a lot of fear in making the decision? Yeah. I mean, like my mind was telling me that I was going to die. Like that I was going to be alone, that everyone was going to stop loving me. My parents wouldn't love me. All these things that I was telling myself, like it was an ego death. It was an idea that like, if I let go of this identity of being a wife of like living this lifestyle that no one would want to be around me. And that's the work is like, the fear doesn't go away. You, I see this all the time and I love it. Every time is like, you learn to dance with the fear. You learn to hear it. You learn to hear what it's trying to tell you. You learn to differentiate. Is this the good kind of fear? Like I'm nervous. Like this is something that I like want to lean into. Or is this the fear that's saying like, hell no, don't do that right now. And you start to hear these get different textures of like, what does intuition feel like? What does fear feel like? And you still feel the fear. You're not like a superhuman that never experiences that. And the bigger the leap, the bigger the thing you're trying to do, the louder the fear is going to be. It's going to try and keep you in, in place. It's going to tell you that you're going to die essentially. And, um, that's the beauty about as you start to learn what, what are those fears? Where do they come from? Where are those ingrained in? And then at the same time, simultaneously, as you're getting familiar with your fears, identifying them, working through them, reprogramming them, you're also building this other part of self-love and self-worth and getting clear and like, what do I actually want? I had never asked myself that question. I was like, Mm. I don't know what I want. And it was really hard to come with like, what do I actually want? Mm. And the thing that helped me to really take the leap, because I did a lot of work around manifesting and was creating a life like on paper that asking myself what I wanted and feeling that as if it was already happening now, like in my mind, I believed that that was so possible for me, even though it literally didn't exist in physical form. That was the only way that I was over be able to overcome the fear Mm -hmm. was like to get so clear on what I wanted to get so clear that that was possible for me and create that belief system of like, even though I'm terrified, like here's another possibility outside of what my mind's telling me. Mm. Beautiful. I felt, I felt that so deep in my heart when you said, I didn't even know what I wanted. I'd never asked myself that before and how fucking tragic that is and how many women on this planet have never asked themselves what they want. It's like, we think we want to just play a bunch of roles for other people. I want to be a mom. I want to be a wife. I want to be like all these things for other people versus like, no, what do I want outside of other people just for me? Mm -hmm. That's makes my heart 
It was so, so uncomfortable when you've never mm-hmm. asked yourself the question, like, what do you want or what am I good at or what do I like? And it's not to say I didn't know anything about myself. Like I knew I liked dancing. I knew I liked going to the beach. Like there was stuff mm-hmm. that I knew. It's not like I was mm-hmm. a stranger to myself, but did I really, really know myself? No, because mm-hmm. I hadn't spent time in that space of like, what do I want? It was always, what do they want? And this is subconscious stuff. Like, I really want to say, like, I'm not, you might be, you know, anyone who's listening might be like, wait, I don't actually have this thought that like, I'm going to die. And it's like, yeah, consciously you don't, but subconsciously, when you start to look at like what, when you start to study the ego and what it's doing, you start to see like, oh yeah, that's what it was telling me. So this stuff might not be right at the top of your head or you might not notice that you're doing things, which is why I love this podcast so much that you guys are creating because you're bringing to light things that people maybe haven't seen or didn't know about before. And once you see Mm -hmm. it, you can't unsee it. Like once Mm -hmm. you see the truth, you just, you can't see it any other way. Mm -hmm. So true. (laughs) I think women don't, I mean, I didn't ask myself what I wanted because I was never actually asking who am I, right? And so we're trained to want certain things because we're not supported in who are you, (laughs) right? And and I remember I used to share, I'd share with my parents like the things that I want, even when I was a little kid and they'd be like, well, I don't know if that makes a lot of money. And it was only like, well, this is the, these are the cards I've been dealt. This is what's possible. It was only when I got involved with personal growth and another possibility was presented to me that I was able to believe something different. And that's, I mean, that's what the new truth stands for is like, we're taking a stand for what is possible without any illusion that you can just snap your fingers and have it. Like, that's why we're all coaches, right? Like, that's why we each have coaches and, and recognize that it's actually continuous work. And the most important thing you said is that there, you feel the fear and do it anyway. Like stop having this illusion that the fear isn't going to be there. Brene Brown has said, you know, you're being vulnerable when it's scary, mm-hmm. right? You know, you're not being vulnerable if it's not. And we're so afraid to take the risks that we never actually get to experience the intimacy on the other side. And that I think is the biggest break in the fantasy of it will require risk. It will require you bringing all of who you are to the table. It will require difficult conversations. And when we get that it's only our ego or saboteur, as Kate says, that's afraid, like then we become more willing to choose our soul every time. And for me, confidence is a woman who knows who she is. Right, like it's just gonna say that. Yeah, it is impossible. You, it is literally impossible to feel confident if you're doing what other people want you to do. Yeah, you you won't find your confidence that way. It won't. Even if you're taking risks in your life, if you're doing it from, well, this is what mommy and daddy want, or this is what my partner wants, or this is what I think I should do. Right. So many women end up saying, I don't know why I don't feel confident, even though I'm really freaking powerful and can do all these things. Because you will not be confident if you're making decisions from what you think you should do or what other people want for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's authentic confidence and there's fake confidence. Fake confidence is based on the illusion of I made it to this point in my career. I have this much money. I have this many followers. Great. And if you don't know who you truly are and what you truly desire, then you're not going to feel confident every day. And it is a feeling, it's a, it's an experience. And are there times where I notice myself falling back into patterns of like comparison? Of course, like it totally happens. We're human and the, the spiritual path. And I know that both of you are very familiar with Course in Miracles is to 
find your way back to love. Whenever you notice that you're in that fear, that judgment, that comparison is notice that it's there. And then using the practice of coming back to the truth that we're all unique, that we all have value to offer. And when you are connected to that love, there is nothing to compare. There's, there's no comparison. Um, and you said the feel the fear and do it anyways. And at this point, I, sometimes I have to even say to myself in my mind, I'll be like, one, two, three, go. Say whatever the heck you're supposed to say. Like, I'll be on that edge and be like, oh, I'll say it later. I'll talk about it later. <laughs> and it's like, one, two, three, say what you need to say. And it's like the jumping off the cliff is what it feels like. And the last thing that I want to share about that is that moment when you decide to speak your truth. And I had this conversation with a client this week is like, you have to be willing to lose it all. You have to be willing to be like, I'm willing to stand in my truth. And, and if this person is ready to meet me, or if we are meant to continue, or if this is what's supposed to happen, it will, but I'm also not willing to not live my truth. So that's that point where you have to get so grounded within yourself, trust yourself, love yourself enough, be confident enough to be like, if I lose this, I'm going to be okay. Yeah. Like it will be hard, but I will be okay. And mm -hmm. that's a really deep place to get to in your connection with yourself. And remembering that life is happening for us, not to us. So even if it's painful as fuck, it's what we're meant to go through to grow into mm. who we're becoming. And I, ha I just have to share when you said the one, two, three, go, I just had a flashback. I haven't talked about this in a long time of skydiving when I was 20 in uh, Switzerland. And I had an Australian dude named Elliot on my back. <laughs> I was the last one in the plane to jump out. And I was so terrified. And I held on to the little thing and my feet were outside of the plane. And we were like 13,000 feet up. And my feet were going like this. And just, I, 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 he was like, okay, sweetheart, one, two, three, and then we're going to go. You got to let go. And I was like, okay, one, two, three. And I wouldn't let go. And then he peeled my fingers off one at a time <laughs> and we jumped. And like, that was one of the best experiences of my fucking life. Like mm. one of the most beautiful profound experiences of my life and it was like 10 seconds or however long skydiving is like it's so fast but it was just like the most rewarding beautiful heart opening freaking expansive life-changing experience and so that's that to me is the metaphor for what what happens is we can only like life i always look at it as there's two worlds happening simultaneously there's a dark fear-based, you know, control, manipulation, blame, judgment, like this dark underbelly ego saboteur world that most people operate in most of the time, conditioned, you know, limited world. And then there's this magical world, you know, that like where opportunities happen out of nowhere and the, you walk in right time, right place, like magical magical world and we only get the magic is always there it never goes away but we only get to experience it when we feel the fear and do it anyways when we learn to follow our truth when we learn to follow our intuition and to take those steps that feel so mm -hmm. terrifying but we just know in our hearts and our souls and our bodies that it's something we have to do when you have the courage to follow your heart the core edge to follow your heart life is so freaking magical mm -hmm. and i mean i remember learning this way before i learned this man i didn't even know what manifesting was 
And I remember when I lived in Australia, when I was 23, I had so many magical things happen. And I was like, what's this magical? And then when I learned about (laughs) manifesting, like two years later, I was like, oh, that's what that was. Like, whoa, I was manifested those things, but I didn't know about it. So it was probably Mm -hmm. easier to manifest without knowing about it Mm -hmm. without trying hard. So yeah, it's a beautiful, magical life. And that doesn't come without fear. That doesn't come without pain. That doesn't come without struggle. And and yet so much magic is available when we're willing to trust. So thank you for this conversation. You, it's just, amazing. Your work is so amazing. You are so amazing. I'm just in awe of you, so inspired by you, in love with you. And yeah, just I hope everyone runs over to your podcast and follows you on Instagram and and um, goes down the rabbit hole with you because you've got a lot of magic to bring to women. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so excited to listen to this episode again because I loved this conversation so much and Mm. I'm excited to share it with my tribe too and really have them experience the new truth. So thank you, ladies. Thank you for having me. Is there anything else you want to say before we wrap it up? Hmm. I just want to say that whoever is listening to this podcast right now, if you've made it to the end of this conversation, that there's something here for you and that really to follow that, to like really feel into like what, what sparked something inside of you today. And instead of just letting it be a spark, like let that be something that creates change in your life. So thank you everyone who's listening Mm -hmm. and thank you for being here. Thank you, Amy. I'd love to hear just quickly, let people know where they can find you or anything you have coming up for them to join you in your world. Yeah. So um, starting on what month is it? Oh, goodness. Okay. Starting on May 12th. On Kate's birthday, I'm celebrating Kate's birthday by um, starting a new course that I'm offering called Discover Your Confidence. And it's really going into what we talked about today is really being able to identify your fears, identify the low self-worth, work through, cultivate the self-love in order to then be the most confident version of yourself. And so it's that evolution that we've been talking about. There is some intuition work in there, but um, it's a four week experience to go deeper into this work and um, to really start to, to bring it into your life instead of know it intellectually. So that's called discover your confidence. You can come on over, you can send me a message on my Instagram. I would love to connect with you. Uh, My Instagram is Amy Natalie Co. And yeah, would love to connect with all of you guys over on my podcast too. So thank you for this opportunity and that's how you can connect with me. Thank you so, so much. We're so grateful. Wishing you a beautiful rest of your day and we'll see you all very soon. Thanks. Thanks, Amy. Thank you for listening to the New Truth Podcast. You are a woman first. Throw away the fairy tale story so that you can have the real thing and a life that you freaking love. If you loved what you heard today, be sure to rate, review, and share it with all of the amazing women in your life who need to hear this message. And it's all women. Every woman. <laughs> like every woman you know. Share it with your grandma. You can find us on Instagram at The New Truth Podcast and our website, thenewtruthpodcast.com. Sign up to receive your free gift from us. 
the three major myths about love keeping you settling, sacrificing, and sabotaging your relationships. Go get it while it's hot. Get it. Stay tuned for our next episode. See you soon. See you soon.